Hello, spider monkeys. I'm Cher McAnally, head of entertainment at Tumblr and Twihard. And I'm Lauren Chippen, professional writer and original Team Jacob. Uh, good to know. <laughs> oh, I feel like I just learned a lot about you, Lauren. If I had to pick. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and this is Dashboard Diaries, a podcast for you, the folks who are in this internet bunker with us. We talk about what's going on on our favorite hell site, get into what we like to call Tumblr, do fandom deep dives, and share the times when we've gone feral over a new ship. Uh, Lauren, to kick us off, before we dive in to the Twilight Saga, which I could not be more excited for. I am so stoked. <laughs> uh, should we start off with our dashboard confessional and then head on into Twilight? What are you thinking? Let's are you going to do it the other way around? Do. Let, let's do. Let's do. Let's do it. Let's do. Let's, <laughs> let's do it. Let's do. For all of our listeners, it is <laughs> a thousand degrees in my little recording closet. And so my energy is going to be weird. <laughs> Hey, perfect energy for this episode, baby. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, yes, dashboard confessionals, because because of the strike, it's SAG strike is still ongoing. If you're listening to this in the future, the SAG strike means that as a SAG actor, I'm not supposed to promote SAG works. And so we're just avoiding talking about what's going on on Tumblr, pretty much. Yep. Um, yep, yep which yep. is great. <laughs> So today I brought a classic post from 2015. This was originally posted in March of 2015, and and my reblog is from August of 2015. And it is an ask from Anonymous to Daily Narnia that asks, is Jake Gyllenhaal gay? And then Daily Narnia answered, why would you ask us a Narnia blog this? And (laughs) this is just like a very, very classic classic Tumblr post. I think this mm-hmm. I think this was the first time that I had seen it like however many months after after it was originally posted and I did tag it with um Romble rolling on my bed laughing, which I want to make a thing oh, now. Love that. <laughs> like uh there's that new there's new slang that's like jomple or something like I was literally reading about it today um because oh yeah, it's ijbol. I J B O L which stands for, or it's pronounced Ejbol. Sorry, Ejbol. I just burst out laughing. Apparently, is the new the new lol or raffle. And so, if we're oh, if I we're like adding that. to the canon of of you know yeah uh, shorteners, then I would say rumble. Let's let's bring it back. To, let's, to, let's rumble. Let's bring it back from nowhere. It was never anything. Uh, well, but now it's here, and I think that's beautiful. <laughs> Mine, I do. Uh, my version of Ejba is uh, a alirl, a l i r l actually laughing in real life. I love that. Uh, which, <laughs> which look, it has actually caught on with a couple of people. My other, my other abbreviation, my, my piece of slang that I'm trying to get to catch on is French. Instead of merci beaucoup, I think merbo is Mer- just a great little, and <laughs> I went to France last year and I started saying merbo and let me tell you, not a single person was impressed. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I feel like that is something that, that French teens would be into. Merbo. If you're listening right, to this like, near French teen, bring it to your friends. <laughs> S'il vous plaît. <laughs> what about you, Cher? What do you have from your archives? So I have two posts this week. I couldn't pick just one. One because I have a good story uh, associated with it, which as you can see in our episode notes. Uh, and then the other one we'll get to momentarily. Um, okay, so this post is from, I believe I reblogged it in 2016, um, in August 2016. And it's a gif of Pope Francis <laughs> arriving to a bishop's <laughs> meeting. And he like 
pulls out the tablecloth on the altar like a magician without having any of the candles or anything on top move. And then it like pans to the cardinals who are, you know, like shocked. It's I love it. I, had for- I can't believe it's a real I thing. I had forgotten about this. Like, well, is it a real thing? I always assumed that it was. Like, is it? It's fake. gotta be. It's right. His face doesn't look. I don't know. It's not. No, it can't be. It can't. No, be it's real. not real. Yeah, there's no, no, there's way, no it's way. Real, right? But I do love. I was like, that... this is pre-AI, but it's very convincingly done. I do love. Yeah, that whenever like <laughs> deep fake or AI technology takes another step, the first thing people do is like apply it to the Pope, like Balenciaga Pope yeah. earlier this year. Like, we love to. Oh my god, I love pope. Balenciaga Pope. <laughs> oh my god. Um, so yeah, this this gift, which is very unlikely real, but had me fooled uh, because. <laughs> Which ties, honestly, Lauren, so perfectly into the story that yeah, I'm about just, to share. Yeah, just so that our listeners know, <laughs> I open up our, our document that we work off of, our shared document, and, and I, there's just a note next to Cher's link that says, reminder to tell Pope baby wall story, which I am all ears. That got me intrigued. That was a hook. I try, I try. Uh, so I am a very gullible person. Uh unbelievably so as you can see from <laughs> the last two minutes and uh when uh i was living um i lived with one of my best friends for seven years like all throughout all throughout college and after and she very quickly realized that i'm a very gullible person so she would feed me little pieces of misinformation um <laughs> and usually remember to tell me that they are fake like a day or so later but sometimes forget oh, no. and this is one of those times where i was misinformed and she forgot uh, <laughs> So we were watching a television show uh, that I am not going to say the name of, but it involved a pope who was not old, an older <laughs> man. Uh, and we were watching the show and like at one of the opening scenes, uh, the pope is like, there's like a whole bunch of like babies or something. It's like a very like bizarro kind of dream sequence thing where like the pope comes out and like, it's a very like trippy yeah. scene. And she turns to me after we've watched this scene and she goes, did you know that Catholics believe that when a pope dies, the new pope is picked from a wall of babies in heaven uh, and then sent down to earth? And I was like, this is ridiculous information, especially because I've gone to Catholic school since I was five. So they were keeping the secret from you. How did I miss out on this key Pope baby wall fact (laughs) after all these years of, of Catholic school? And and she ta- and she's like so convincing and so dead. And I was like, really? Oh my god! And I was like, you didn't. And, and she was like, yeah, I can't believe you didn't know that. Like, know about this? Like, it's honestly shocking. Like, I learned about it in, like in one of our you know classes in college. And so she leaves me with this piece of misinformation. Um, and it's like that's it now exists in my head. And like a month and a half later, I'm like on a date, oh, no. and the new. <laughs> The, the new episode, like, there like, new episodes of the show are still coming out. And at this point, like, I, I was behind on the show. And so he and I are talking and we end up going back to my place to, like, watch an episode of this show. <laughs> Incredible end to a date. <laughs> and so, yeah, it was a, a sexy date. It was a great date. Uh, and... So we're watching, we're watching this show, and naturally, I have to share this critical piece of information with him. He also went to many years of Catholic school, and I was like, he probably they've been keeping. It <laughs> he doesn't from know him about too. the Pope baby wall. He doesn't. He doesn't know about the Pope baby wall, and so where we like the show comes on, and I turn to him, and I like you know, say the whole pill baby wall spiel, and he's like, there is no way that is true. Like I guarantee you, like that is bullshit. There's no way. 
And I start Googling like Pope baby wall, wall of babies, Pope Catholic belief, and I'm not finding anything because I had said to him, I've been like, this is, this is a thing. This is legit. Like, I promise you, my friend told me I trust her uh, because she would never steer me wrong. And anyway, long story short, like (laughs) later that day, I am talking, or like the the next day I'm talking to like my roommate and I was like, dude, the Pope baby wall thing. Like I was on this date and I told him about it. He had no (laughs) idea. I Googled it. It's not anywhere. Like what the hell? And she's like, oh my God, Cher. Like I have been, I realized, I remembered the other day that I left you with a piece of misinformation, but I couldn't remember what it was, but I knew you were walking around with this lie in your head, but I couldn't remember what the lie was to tell you what is wrong. And she's like, and that was the lie. So that is, that's the Pope baby wall. I'm genuinely crying. Story. <laughs> I'm laughing so hard. <laughs> that is, first of all, oh my God, there's so many things I love about that, that story. <laughs> The first being now the phrase Pope Baby Wall is in my vocabulary and is almost certainly going to be the title of this episode. <laughs> and then also, I just, I love hearing about psychological warfare between roommates. <laughs> but now, now you have that story to tell on dates. That's a great story. Exactly. Right? And so she gave me the get, the best gift of all, honestly, is the, the Pope Baby Wall story. Oh my God. And did you go on a second date with that person? Yeah, we actually dated for quite oh my a God, while. Amazing. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> that's so. Uh, and he is aware that the Pope baby wall is not okay. A thing. Good. The misinformation uh, was not being passed <laughs> forward and forward and forward. I will say, I th- I do think at no point did he really think it was a thing beyond like five seconds into me yeah. telling him that. But still, it was good to good to clarify. clarify. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. Good to good to put it. Up. Well, I don't know how we can possibly move on from that. But what's your <laughs> second piece of yeah, archive? So- Trash. Anyway, yeah, I don't even know why I picked two when Pope Baby Wall is such a thing. I'm almost like, should Let's I keep... Let's have a cleanser before we move into into Twilight, you know? Perfect. Um, perfect palate cleanser. This, this post, which I think is also from 2016, I don't know if you guys remember the, the trend or, like, meme uh, in, you know, like, the t- mid-2010s where everything was, like, like jort oh, yeah. formatted. I remember you know? well. Like... Yep. Uh, if you know, it's like adding the J of Gene to uh, a word. Uh, and so this is a lovely staff post that the creative geniuses on the Tumblr design team at the time made, which is a set. It's a set of overalls with Tumblr logo on it. And the caption is just Jenny thing from Jennywear, justimized everything. Jand, jind, jand, jalo, jat, juja, jow, Wait, ju- Jand, ju- Jind, and you? Jand, Jalo, Jut, Ju, Jav, Drie, Jor, Drown, Jumbler, Jlog, Jaday. It sounds. It sounds like there's something going wrong in both of our brains. <laughs> this is a very good post. And then. Uh, and then um, someone, a ship post generator reblogged it uh, and said, burn in yep. hell. Proper response. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fair. Uh, <laughs> so, and if you were wondering, the translation yes, uh, for all those that don't speak yes. jort is post anything from anywhere, customize everything, uh, find and wait. And find. And find and find and follow what you love. Create your own Tumblr blog today. Easy. So clear. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, 
but it's it's exciting it's exciting to learn a new language as well because I think Jort is really a beautiful it's, yeah it's a beautiful uh, language a beautiful it really language. is yeah yeah and not enough people speak it anymore you know it's dying dying language no they they don't. <laughs> <laughs> The Twilight Saga uh, by author Stephanie Meyer, uh, if you are not familiar. I have questions. uh, Yeah, how could could you not be? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But also I I have like questions, concerns, but also positive like... I feel like I could learn from you as well, if you know what I mean. Well, so here's a, here's a question I just had as I was thinking about this, the horrifying realization that people who were born in 2010 are now 13 years old, and that's mm. terrible. Yes. So, you know, because when, when did the first Twilight book come out? It was like 2004 or something like that. So it's like there's plenty yeah. of, of teenagers walking around now who were not yet born when Twilight was at its at its frenzied heyday. Yeah. So, you know, so, we're, we've got to, you know, uh, teach the youngins the ancient true. texts. <laughs> the ancient, the ancient texts, the hair. Yeah. Our, uh, our history is, is, is beautiful and complicated. Yeah. Uh, and sparkly <laughs> in, uh, in the sunset, in the sunlight. Yeah. The first book came out in 2005. Okay. There are a total of four books in, in, in the Twilight series. The inspiration for this episode was uh, at the end of our last episode, we were talking about, honestly, unprompted and for no good reason, (laughs) I brought up the fact that I took a sculpture class my sophomore year of high school. And later on in the episode, we were talking about Twilight and it uh, it came out that every sculpture I made that entire year was Twilight inspired because I was such a Twilight fan. So obsessed with that. So we thought a Twilight episode, a Twilight book episode would be uh, great. And I could not be more excited to talk about this, you know, life defining uh, series. You know, I made friends. I laughed. I cried. I read it on a lot of weekends over and over again. Do you want to give listeners a brief overview of like the um, the broad plot and characters of yes. Twilight? Like just the sort of the main, the main folks? Absolutely. So Twilight is based actually off of a dream that author Stephanie Meyer had, if you were wondering. And she had a dream that a girl was sitting in a field with a sparkly man and they were talking about their love for each other and about how like he was a vampire and she was human. Uh, And this dream prompted her to write this series of books, which shocker, are about a vampire falling in love with a human girl, woman, person, Bella is her name. And essentially like the TLDR is her her parents are divorced. Her dad lives in Fork, Washington, Forks in Fork, one fork in Forks, Washington. And she moves there to move in with her dad and which is where she meets Edward Cullen. Edward Cullen is a 17 year old, allegedly at her school. <laughs> he is, but as it turns out, he is over a hundred years old and he, you know, lives with his vampire family in Forks. They live there because the, you know, the overcast weather means they can frolic around in, in the daytime without, you know, worrying about what happens in the sun. Unlike a lot of other vampire stories, they don't burn in the sun, they sparkle. And I think that's fun. Yeah. And so, so that's, you know, and Edward falls in love with Bella because he thinks her blood smells really good, which I don't know, vibes are kind of off there the more you think about it, but sure. <laughs> and he can read people's minds, but he can't read hers. And he was like, hmm, can't figure you out. That's what right. do you think? Yeah. Yeah. And so there's, and then there's, of course, so much more, you know, there's, of course, werewolves. And there's a werewolf who's in love with her. So there's a, there's a love triangle there, naturally, and quite a few other 
you know, adventures along the way. And that's, that's Twilight. And it really had a chokehold on pretty much every, like, like on like teenage culture, I would say in the early, in the early thousands. It was a big, yes. it was a big deal. Yes. Uh, big moment. And it's continued to be popular. I was looking on Tumblr to see kind of how often the books are talked about, yeah. how many people are following. There are still, there are 177,000 people following the Twilight tag. Wow. There are on average about 1,500 new posts a month made tagged Twilight on Tumblr. And Twilight was one of the, was one of the top books on Tumblr, the Twilight series, one of the top, were in the top books on Tumblr from 2019 through 2022. I went as far back as 2015 wow. and in our year interview because it, we started around then. And it wasn't, it from 2015, 2016, like 2015 through 2018, it wasn't on our top, top books list. Huh. My, the reason behind that, I think, is because obviously the books had already all come out at that point. And those years, we only did top 20 lists. And then around, I think in 2019, we started doing longer list of books. So it was books that were, you know, more current and talked about, and then kind of like the heritage or popular books that were consistently talked about. That makes sense. So I think that's the reasoning behind it. And I do think if we had had a top books list that was top 50 in those years, Twilight would have been on it. I pose an additional yeah. theory. That makes a lot of sense. Yes. But so are you aware of like sort of the, the I mean, I'm, I'm assuming you are like the Twilight Renaissance that's been talked about mm -hmm. on Tumblr the last couple of years? Yeah. So in 2018, in April of 2018, a Tumblr user called Cock McStuffins, that's their username, they posted, Bella was lucky she didn't have a cell phone of any kind because, you know, your boy Edward would be blowing up that phone 24-7 going, saw a snail today, effervescent, or some shit equivalent. <laughs> and this this post now has yeah. almost half a million notes, but, like, this this post became, like, effervescent became, like, a thing. That was a whole, like, snail mm -hmm. renaissance on Tumblr as well. Yeah. And so I do wonder, it's like, that was 2018. That was mid-2018. Honestly. I do wonder if that's why 2019 Twilight sort of got back into the main you know, the main attacks. I, I honestly think that absolutely could be the case. It All it really takes on Tumblr is one post <laughs> to create that kind of tsunami. As we know uh, with Gontarov, right? Like, as exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. As we know with Gontarov, like one post and then suddenly there's an entire film, yeah. like overnight. So, I mean, that yeah, I think that effervescent really, I think effervescent did cause the renaissance. I I, I, wow. Yeah, well, especially since, like, Goncharov was based off of, it off of yeah. a post that, like, had been on Tumblr for a little while, yeah. right? And then for some reason, it just got picked up and it became big, like, years later. And so I do wonder, too, it's like, was this post just sort of, like, going around in this person's mutual circles? And then it, like, broke kind mm -hmm. of the containment of that. And all <laughs> of a sudden, containment. like, it was 2019 and everybody was talking about Twilight again. <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, I, I think that absolutely sounds so likely because Tumblr is such a timeless platform. Posts kind yes. of float around and continue circle circulating and you never know when one years later might blow up or continue going past your dashboard over and over and over again, which I think makes it so unique. And it is really, yeah, it's like Tumblr is both like a time capsule, but also timeless and also timely. It's like, it's very, is Tumblr the multiverse? <gasps> Much to consider. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, I think it is. Yeah. It, it, it on Tumblr, it is both no time and every time. That's true. Whoa. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. Tumblr is the ultimate liminal space. It is. But so I want to know, I'm a couple years older than you. And so I think 
I think maybe like when the first Twilight book came out, like I was a little bit behind the ball just because like it was being Mm -hmm. marketed towards maybe, well, no, wait, it came out in 2005. I was 14. Yeah. But I don't know. I think by the time that like the, the series really got going, because I think I read the first Twilight book after the second one had come out. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, I read all the books and I, I enjoyed them, but, and I, you know, talked to people about them in, in my real life who were also reading them because everybody was reading them, but like, it did not have a hold on me particularly. And so I'm, I want to hear your journey of like, when you first heard of Twilight and like all the way through now, like, just tell me your life yeah. story through the lens of Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. What what a specific lens, and honestly, what a journey that lens is. Uh, I so I started reading Twilight. I think I I think I read it in two thousand and seven. I started high school in two thousand seven, okay. and I think I started reading it my freshman year of high school. I'm trying to remember when the the bleep came out because yeah. I read it like a year or two before. Okay, two thousand and eight. So that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I read it. I first read it. In 2007, and I, honestly, I can't remember how how I got into it. Like, what inspired me to buy Twilight? I was obsessed, and like, I still very much am with this kind of genre. Like, I read totally. every kind of YA book that I could get my hands on. Like, I love, you know, like I read all of the, you know, like the Gossip Girl series and all yes, of those over yeah. and over again. But also, yeah, like anything the Angus. Angus Thongs and Full Frontal Snogging series. I read until they fell apart. And so I would just go into bookstores and like try, like, you know, grab like so many books from the YA section, especially I preferred if they were, you know, part of a series so that I could read multiple. And so I honestly think I just found Twilight. Like I was just in a, like in the YA section of like a bookstore one day and, and picked it up, especially like, look, like vampires, romance, like, what what, more do you need? What's not to love? (laughs) Come on, check, check and check. So I started reading them and was just immediately, like, obsessed. And I very much am the type of person who, when I get into, like, a series of books, like, I will read it and, you know, nonstop until I finished and, like, read it over and over and over again. I couldn't tell you how many times I read the Harry Potter series. And so, yeah, I got really into Twilight. I read it a bunch my freshman year. My sophomore year, which is when I was in that that fantastic sculpture class, which my parents sent me photos of the sculptures. Some of that I'm really struggling to figure out how I tied it back into Twilight because... (laughs) The sculpture class had, like, each sculpture we did had rules. Like, you had to, like, mm. incorporate specific design elements or, you know, things, like, like aesthetics, like, things like that. Like, shapes. Like, one had to be just, like, you know, but, like, could only include, like, triangles or things like that. Like, it was so... And I was like, how did I manage to? But, like, I found a way to, like, in my head justify it. Yeah, so, but I will show you all of them and we can post them. So, like, one oh, is wait. very obvious. The one that I texted yes. you. The others... The others, I'm like, how did I even associate this with Twilight? And my final project, I think, honestly, was so much that I threw it away because I was like, so like, it ended up being so dramatic. Oh my god! <laughs> so it was, I was called pulling on my heartstrings, Incredible. and it was like a paper mache heart that I wanted. The like, the dream that I had in my head was, I was like, I made this like heart sculpture, and I was gonna drill a bunch of holes through it and like put clear string through it and have it suspended between two pillars and have it like, you know, like there's so many forces at play, like pulling their hearts in different directions, I you know, like that, that kind of thing. 
And I, but the, in practice, it's really hard to drill through like solid paper mache <laughs> to get all the way through with like thin pieces of, so I, I ended up putting nails all over the heart and tying it up that way. That's cool. So instead of this like cutesy little heart, it was like this very intense, like heart covered in nails <laughs> that I presented as my final project. And I was one of the younger people in the class. A lot of people generally took like sculpture their senior year to finish their art requirement. But I just couldn't, I couldn't wait to make my Twilight favorite. Oh yeah, you had to do it. I, I did my little final presentation and after I was like, by the way, like this was the, this was the plan for it. I didn't, you know, I didn't mean to have the, uh, the nails in it. Like that just, you know, I had to adapt. And someone was like, who hurt you? <laughs> <laughs> You were just living your Twilight Core life. I like, was like that's living, what... yeah, literally. I was like, I was like, I'm actually reading New Moon right now. So, so I'm, the nails that's where are. I'm at. That's where I am. Yeah. yeah, the nails are Edward's absence. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so I got really into it. I actually, two of my best friends from high school are I met through my like date or like became close with through my obsession with Twilight. My friend Christina sat next to me in that class and we got to talking about it. When when you were interested or when you started getting into Twilight, oh actually I'm on like 17 different story like threads right now. <laughs> let me let me let me center. You said you got into Twilight what? Like in like 2007 or I think it was probably like, like 2006 probably. Like I think I was yeah. I was maybe a you know what? Actually, I'm wrong. It would have been my freshman year of high school, which would have been 2005. Okay. So it would have been because my when sister is is three years older than me. And so she was a senior when I was a freshman. And this was I definitely read the first book when she was still at home because she mm-hmm. did what you did, basically, where she like went to the library and looked in the YA section and read Twilight. And then she was like, I think you'll like this. And so she, you know, passed it sort of passed it on to me. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think I, I probably read it in 2005, 2006. And how, like, how big, how into Twilight were you? What was your experience with with the books? I remember, like, I, you know, when you're, yeah, when you're 14 and you can read a book in, like, two hours. Like, that was sort of what Mm -hmm. it felt like, right? Where the the first book I read, like, that. And and I I enjoyed it. Like, I wanted to see what was going to happen. And then I guess I had to wait for the next books to come out. And And I did buy the next, like, two or three. Yeah, I bought the rest of the books. Like, my sister and I sort of bought and shared a copy and then passed it back and forth. And, like, mm-hmm. I enjoyed it, but, like, it definitely was not, like, one of my favorite series. Like, it wasn't something that I was, like, anticipating the next book for. Um, it was mm-hmm. just sort of, like, part of this, like, very large reading diet that I had. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm assuming that was not your experience. Yeah, um, I was like a little different. You seem very chill and like, oh yeah, I read these books and now I'm on to my other books. And I was like, I'm going to only read these books obsessively actually for years. Uh, so what was it about Twilight that like, just like hooked its way in your brain? Huh. I honestly like, I think like I, you know, I'm such a romantic. I especially was like in high school. Yeah. And I just think like the, like the kind of not forbidden love. Cause it's not really like for like it is. Well, yeah, it is based on Lane how the Volturi, they're like, that's not allowed. Right, yeah. Uh-huh. But, like, the, you know, I, yeah, I kind of love the, like, you know, one true love, like, loving someone so much with, like, everything you have kind of, like, romance. Yeah. And I feel like Twilight, like, had that, you know, had that in spades. Like, it was at no point in the four books do you think Edward is, like, anything but, like, totally in love with her. Yes. And yeah. one of my, like, biggest or one of my biggest pet peeves with kind of 
titles, like adventure romances, which I was super into in high school. And like, I still like, you know, like Outlander and things yeah. like that. Like I, you know, I, I've, I've read a couple of those books there. It's a lot. There are a lot of them. I want yeah. to eventually read all of them, but it, they're quite, quite substantial reads are that the love interests never get to be together. They're always mm, separated. Mm-hmm. One is captured. One is, and like, other than, you know, the second book, which it did bother me. And I actually, that's, that was always my least favorite because that is a big theme yeah. is like Edward not being there. But like, I liked that they were actually like together and as a like, you know, as a couple dealing with things instead of the entire thing being like the entire conflict always being things that separate them. Totally. Which yeah. I think like, yeah, like, especially like as a romantic, like, I don't know, like high schooler. And I was very much into that. I feel like I've told you about the whole, like the, like <laughs> the share cut that my friends call it where I'll turn off like a movie or show or yes. like, I'll turn, I'll turn off whatever I'm watching. If it gets to a point where like, it makes me too sad yeah. or like, I don't like it. Like I'm very quick to do that. And I think like Twilight did not I didn't do that with Twilight because I was like, oh, like, it's so obvious that they're going to be like, it was very much like, very, you knew it was going to be a happily ever after kind of story. Totally. Uh, in one way or the other. Yeah. And I think that's, I think that's totally what, yeah. And it was just like, it was a quick, easy read, you know? Yeah. And also anything to do with like vampires and like that kind of like, like fantastical, like I actually am now remembering like a, I was looking back at my Facebook statuses ages ago. I don't even know the last time I logged into Facebook, but I do remember I was reading back my early thousands statuses oh and one of them was you know like share is i wish i was a vampire and i'm just like oh <laughs> my gosh that's incredible i'm gonna need to sink into the into the ground right now see i think that that might be <laughs> one of the reasons that like it didn't totally consume me is that like i even to this day i don't actually find like vampires sort of inherently in, intriguing like for whatever reason mm-hmm. like when it comes to sort of supernatural things or magical things like that's not typically my way in that's that I do enjoy a lot of vampire media like I'm loving the new oh I all of the things I'm going to mention are all tv shows but like there's there are tv shows all the new vampire shows <laughs> all yeah. the new vampire shows the, are, um, are you enjoying the interview based ones yes I am very much <laughs> and it, around the same time that I started to read Twilight I also got into a very a spin-off of maybe the most famous vampire show of the 90s about a, a broody vampire living in Los Angeles. And I mm. I really loved that show a lot. But, like, yeah, there was something about, about sort of reading vampire stuff that just didn't quite... Like, I think Twilight was pretty much one of the only vampire book series that I read. And mm-hmm. also, it's it's really interesting hearing you talk about, like, the love story and, and, and why it why it worked for you. Because that makes complete mm-hmm. sense to me. And I think the reason that I was always, like, more Team Jacob than Team Edward is because I tend to be more drawn to the, like, either we're friends and we're discovering this new dimension of our relationship, like a childhood best friends to lovers type thing, or enemies mm-hmm. to lovers. Like, I love I love those, those yeah. sort of two those. opposite ends of the spectrum. And the, like, the sort of devoted soulmate thing is, is just, like, I, I, yeah, there aren't that many pieces of media that I can think of that have that where, like, mm-hmm. I went completely you know ape shit over not to say that they're not good yeah. but like it's just not the thing that like you know really scratches at my brain that wasn't like the page turner for you yeah yeah, yeah. and I th- it's it's really interesting like what 
you know, and like that, that's what caused so much, you know, you know, discourse in the yes. fandom team, you know, team Edward, team Jacob, yeah. and like how people felt, because I will say, you know, honestly, there were, I, I mean, they both were pretty problematic in tons oh, of different totally. ways, There's especially a lot. <laughs> like as, as adults being like, there's so much to unpack here. So like there's disclaimer, so I mean, showing up in someone's bedroom while they sleep to watch them dream is weird and creepy and you shouldn't Not do okay. that. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a no-go. But you shouldn't stop people from going places by like taking the, you know, the, catalytic converter out of their car nope. so that they don't drive to see their friend because you have made a unilateral decision that she can't see him. You know, stuff like that. Yeah, not, not cool. great. Not great. Not super, super <laughs> cool. Things that were modeled to me and I was seeing as positive when they are not positive, the persistence. Yeah, like like things that, that, you know, if, like, that yeah. if anybody less hot than the people doing them were doing them, it would be unacceptable for like, society. Like, <laughs> like the, you know, like the, like the SVU episode, honestly, yes, exactly. you know, right? Like it is, <laughs> it's so true. And I realized like how much I internalize these things as these are pot like positive in relationships, like someone be it like not taking like no for an answer, like in that way, mm -hmm. or someone being possessive and jealous and like things like that being like, oh, wow, like that means he like really like, or this person likes me a lot. Right. You know, in my, you know, 15 year old brain, I was like, they love each other and they get to love each other forever yes. because they're vampires. You know what I yeah. mean? And I realized like looking back at these forms of media that I still like have that nostalgic soft spot. I have not reread it since. I recently like I was home and I flipped through it and I was like, wow, this this writing is definitely very YA. Like it's not sure. yeah, yeah. something that's drawing me in right now, you know? So it's not a thing I'll read. But yeah, I like the, I definitely have that nice like nostalgia for it. But you also oh, totally. look back and you're like, hmm, there's a... You know, I think Mike, I think really Mike was the one who was the least... <laughs> the least problematic. Problem he was totally, he was like, you want to go to prom with me? I like you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm going to be pretty chill and normal about stuff. Like, <laughs> he's like, and imagine I would honestly love, you know how they did the, what was it, Midnight Sun? Yeah. Twilight from Edward's Eyes, which I actually never read. I me should. Like, I, but I was like, eh, I don't need to. It's probably just like... She's effervescent, you know? <laughs> but I want I want Twilight through like Mike's eyes. Yes. Oh my He's god. He's like, what's what's going on with, with these two weirdos? What's they seem pretty intense in calculus. I wonder if that <laughs> thick exists. Like, I wonder if someone it's, has has done a sort of Mike perspective or like a one of her friends' perspective of like, yeah, man, like I'm worried about Jess. my Yeah, Jess. Yeah. <laughs> like what? I would be so concerned yeah. disappearing for days on end. So intense, so intense so and dramatic. Intense. And I also just have so many questions about, I mean, we could, this could be a seven hour episode, so I know I won't keep going on, but <laughs> a couple, a couple things. Like what, when Jasper, you know, loses it at Bella's birthday party because she gets a paper cut, what does he do in any class that he's in? Yes. You know, people get nosebleeds, people, you know, people in school, like, you know, are often like getting in scrapes of one way or another. People play sports. Like what, how, how could he not handle, like, I'm confused. I have questions. There's you so know, many just, questions. There's, I think there's a lot of plot holes, but I, I mean, I wasn't there for <laughs> the plot, you know? Well, yeah. And, it's like, <laughs> and you know, how I, I think that, that when it comes to stuff that's, you know, speculative fiction, supernatural fiction, whatever else, it's like, you can, there, you can suspend a certain amount of disbelief around yeah. that kind of stuff. I do have a question for you just talking about the sort of, you know, De devotional very intense but like now that we're older seems problematic stuff did okay. you ever read and we should just talk about it in general 50 shades of gray so i never read 50 shades okay i i watched i like watched 
the you know the the other adaptation sure. of of the fi- first film of the first book. God, I'm so I'm so bad at the not. Like, I mean, it's sort of impossible. We're making a good faith effort. That's all that can be we're, we're done. Yeah. Uh, and and then the Ever After series, which so Fifty Shades of Grey was fanfic of Twilight, and then the Ever After series on Wattpad was fanfic of. Fifty Shades of Grey. No way. Oh my yeah. gosh. Which is just so unbelievably meta, which, and both of which have turned into other forms of visual media. Right. Like, which is just. That's bonkers. I mean, yeah. Twilight's existence spurred like Fifty Shades, which was a whole other cultural phenomenon, yeah. which then spurred another like, albeit smaller, but very popular, especially in like the Wattpad and like YA and like Fixed Circles, the Ever After series, which again was like such a phenomenon. So like, it's just the, pow- like, the power, like Twilight's impact is pretty wild. Yeah. And I feel like, I feel like just more vampire books, even ones that had been written at the same time and published at the same time, just like became more and more popular after Twilight's success because mm-hmm. people were just hungry for more of that stuff. And like yeah. I'm sure the same thing happened in the in the '90s with the Interview with a Vampire series, right? Of like that spurring, like Anne Rice, you know, sort of spawning a, a, yeah. a renaissance of of vampire media. I do see in your notes and like, here, and True Blood. Oh, True. Yeah, that's right, True Blood. The and True Blood's the book series, which those the True Blood books came out well before Twilight, I think, yeah, because then the the other adaptation happened right around the time that Twilight came out. Right. And, like, the Vampire Diaries book series, which was, like, very oh, long yeah. and extensive. And, yeah, I mean, there, there were so many of them. And they, a lot of them did get adapted into other things, which I think, like, shows mm-hmm. the success of that particular genre. Yeah. The Mortal Instruments as well. That has some... Mortal Instruments... Was Mortal Instruments fan, like, that was initially thick fanfic of as well? Harry Potter, I believe. That was right? thick of Harry Potter, yeah. right? Which, again, like, it's so, so wild, wild how these fics become, like, their own entire, like... It's so separate from Harry Potter, yeah. though it was fic of Harry Potter. Yeah. And yeah, and a lot of these things I'm sh- I shockingly did not read. I didn't read the the oh gosh, what what was the the one you just the one you just said the other vampire, vampire one? Diaries? Vampire Diaries. I didn't read those. Me neither. But and I am shocked that I didn't, given my like deep obsession with Twilight. How did I how did I not even discover them? You know, like yeah. I don't even I like that's where I'm like, I was reading this book, like this these four books over and over and over again. Meanwhile, there is so much other like media as a teen I could have consumed. I don't think Vampire Diaries would hit the same for me if I read it today. But right. like, yeah. you know, but yeah, it's so interesting. And I also like the, the ebb and flow of vampires, like in media being either terrifying or sexy or terrifyingly sexy yes. is really interesting as well. Because I think in like the early thousands, vampires were really in kind of a, they're a terrifying kind of like not sexy type thing, at least in like the vast majority of media, yeah. not all of it, of course, but a lot of the things that we were seeing, I actually, this is, I, I, you know, I, I consider myself quite a nice person and the one not very, well, one of the not very nice things that I did in high school, which is like laughable when I actually say it out loud, but when Facebook uh, came out with Honesty Box, do you remember like the, do you remember like Honesty Box, you could like anonymously message people stuff on no, Facebook? No, I don't remember that at all. It was like an, one of those Facebooks, Facebook apps. It was a huge thing at my high school and people would like anonymously send oh, people wow. like, each other stuff. Like, oh, I, like, XYZ had a crush on you, like, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, And I, this, I sent a girl, like, an honesty box message that says your boyfriend looks like a vampire, which, <laughs> rude, honestly, but, like, if it had come two years later, I would have been complimenting her, oh, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> and who knows? Maybe she was into that. Maybe she I hope she took, took it, as, it a as a compliment. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> I love that that's the meanest thing you've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a bully. How could I? 
I do. Speaking of of sort of you know the the changing tides of vampire media, I yes. do see in, in your notes here that you have written down Dracula Daily, and I'm curious sort of what the connection in between Dracula Daily and Twilight is. Oh, so I mean, I've just like I am very very interested in like the cultural phenomena that like is Dracula Daily, totally, and the fact that it kind of like the chokehold that it had on Tumblr last year, and I think it's it's back again. It's actually something that I need to. I keep saying being like I need to follow along and like actually actively engage in this. Yeah. But I, I just think it's interesting the, you know, I feel like Tumblr likes to call itself or like, you know, like a lot of, I've seen a lot of Tumblr users call Tumblr like the monster fucker <laughs> website. Definitely the monster fucker, And yeah. we definitely <laughs> see that a lot in a lot of media. But I think it's so funny that, you know, like Dracula could not like, I don't, I don't want to say it couldn't be more different than Twilight, but like it's it's quite different, different yeah. than Twilight. And I love how dedicated like and like like how it has gotten this new life like this like very like almost 100 year old book has gotten this new life through through dracula or is it i think it's over 100 years old, old? yeah it's over 100 years old yeah like, yeah right this like because it was it from the 18th it was yeah so, 1800s like, yeah okay for i was like for some reason i was like 1926 don't know where i <laughs> oh, made that up <laughs> here i am spreading more misinformation pope baby pope wall and dracula was in the 20s like <laughs> Anyway, but I just think it would be interesting if someone did Twilight Daily. Oh, right, because they are her like, di- are they her like diary entries? Is that it's how the kind book of like, is written? It's, kind of. it's like first. It's like it's like first person. Yeah. So it's through it's through her POV. So like I feel there's God like there's like it's kind of separated in like time like you know. It's chronological. It's first person. I feel like, like someone feel yeah, like could a... like organize a, a reading group because obviously they couldn't publish the chapters in the same way that you can with Dracula Daily. But yeah. like, yeah, you could organize like a reading group to be like, all right, on this day, we're all going to read this chapter and then we're going to talk about yeah. it on Tumblr. Yeah, right? Like I just, th- yeah, I just think there's just a lot of fun that could be had just because, you know, some iconic quotes in there, of course. Oh, yeah. Well, that was, that was one of my other questions for you, which is that like, I think the, yeah, the sort of the, the, Twilight Renaissance of the last couple of years on Tumblr has been, at least in my view, sort of more on the like loving, lovingly poking fun at and feeling nostalgic Mm -hmm. over this thing that we all experienced as teens. Yeah. But I'm curious if you're also seeing teens discover the series and like, like, is there fandom activity on Tumblr for Twilight that is, like, very just, like, genuine fan? Like, it's not self-referential. It's not nostalgic. But it's, like, oh, my God, I'm reading this book and I have so many feelings about Edward and Bella. Not that you've, like, looked through the whole tag. There, <laughs> Yeah, but, like, honestly, I, I feel like, yes, there is. Like, I think a large majority of, or, like, not a majority, but a large, you know, percentage, potentially, yeah, even a majority is kind of, like, meme-focused stuff. But there still is... First off, there's a lot of, you know, kind of like polls and things like that kind of about, you know, people's favorite aspects of the books. Mm. And then there are a lot of gift sets and things, which I would say are less like that. I I wouldn't say that's, you know, someone gushing about the series, but that's less like making poking fun and more like just kind of like, you know, being just just genuine, engaging with the title as other as like the, you know, as people do when they're, you know, super passionate about other fandoms. I will say, though. It's, I haven't seen much, like, like, I don't know, the passion that you would see maybe around, like, some other, some other titles or series and, like, that kind of, like, this, this currently means so much to me and continues to, like, be a thing that I think about often versus, like, yeah, like, the nostalgia of Twilight, which, like, whereas, you know, I feel the same. I, like, gushed about it and, like, loved it and, like, was, I mean, I remember, 
I want to, this is, I, I'm just like sharing every embarrassing <laughs> thing that's ever happened to me that I've ever done, which is, there are many of them, but I, I walked into like a grocery store and I bought, geez, I bought a red apple, Lauren. Perfect. Perfect. And I walked up, I walked up to the cash register to purchase my apple and I put my hands out like the fucking Twilight <laughs> book cover. And I was like, I'm buying this apple because it's like the cover of my favorite book. And she was like, okay. <laughs> That's, I honestly love that. Like, I love the earnestness of teen fandom and joy. Like, that's amazing. Right? I, that's so I, great. That is like, yeah, I was just, I was so, it, I honestly think it was like 10% of what was going on in my brain at any given time, potentially more for like the years that I was, that I was into it. And another, like, there's another book, like, or film related story which I'm not sure like I that I have like associated with the fandom which I wonder if like we should save that for a future, future date yeah or, well I do yeah, I, I think it like would that. be interesting that after the strike to do, it, do like, an episode on the film specifically um, oh my god but yeah I I like I do I do think the twilight the vibe of the twilight fandom on tumblr people talking about twilight are definitely talking about it in a nostalgic tongue-in-cheek kind of like jokey way there's a little there's definitely like significantly less earnestness for it and i do think Mm -hmm. that's also because we've kind of taken off like our rose colored glasses as we've you know become a little like more adult and maybe a little more aware as a society about things because there i think there are other books and things that people continue to be like earnestly into years and years and that are YA series years and years later and I definitely don't see that with Twilight yeah and I think that's for a variety of reasons yeah yeah no I I I I think that makes sense to me and and yeah I think that the the kind of earnest joy to be felt from nostalgia and from sort of engaging Mm -hmm. in like the fandom of of a thing that you once were very obsessed with is it is its own it's its own kind of phantom joy, right? Like it's not any better or worse than like being super into something. It's just like a different dimension of the of the fandom, I would say. Yeah, exactly. It's you know, it's like I not every not everything has to like be your favorite thing forever to have it been like a great yes. exciting thing that you were a part of. Like the whole like super hulak yeah fandom is such a great testament to that. I mean, what like what a foundation of future fandom was created by that. And Absolutely. I think Twilight, you know, a lot can a lot of the same can be said for that as well, especially because the first the first book came out before Tumblr, Tumblr existed, before so most social it's media really interesting existed. That, yeah, so <laughs> I felt the need to make a sculpture with my hands instead of you know write fic online. That's the. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. If I had, yeah, if I'd been like in the fanfic community and reading Twilight at the same time, wow, I would have, oh man, I would have been unstoppable because I absolutely did create, you know, the Twilight Sims. Oh, of course. Of course. Of course. Of course. Yeah. I, I think I probably next did that to, too. They were next to the Sim Versailles that I made. That's amazing. Oh my God. <laughs> no, I mean, oh like, yeah, it, it's, there, there were only so many avenues in which to express your, your, fandom in 2005 2006 2007 if you weren't sort of already aware of fandom spaces like in 2006 i was on fanfic.net reading fic and reviewing you know Mm -hmm. commenting on fic and stuff like that but like there was no tumblr there was no twitter there was no instagram there was no wattpad like there was nothing it was just facebook and myspace and then like of course fanfic websites but if you didn't know about the fanfic websites then like you know what I, which I, yeah, yeah, I had no idea about. And I, it's really interesting to look back and think about, like, all the things that I feel like, 
oh my gosh, I would have been obsessed with this yeah. if I had known that it was a thing. I couldn't even, I didn't even know about Tumblr until 2012, which I am shocked That's at. So because wild. I was on, you know, Facebook and MySpace and, you know, I had a Zanga, I had a live journal. Like, how oh, did I live miss? journal, yeah. <laughs> how did I, like, I, I can't believe, I deleted mine. I was like, no, I know this can't, no this future can't exist. will ever find no, this can't, this will, yeah. <laughs> Can never see the light of day. But, like, I can't believe that I missed the boat on Tumblr for so many years. Yeah, that is surprising. Uh, like, yeah, it's, yeah, it really, it really shocks me. Actually, the same person who told me about twi- uh, Tumblr is the same person who told me about the Pope baby wall. So wow. uh, we owe her so much. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out to my my roommate, uh, Nishat from college and also like one of my best friends. But <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your service. Um, yeah. Th- thank you. for You've done so much. Uh, your impact. You know, what was your twilight when you were in high school? Did you have one? Oh, man. I mean, I think I, I think like Harry Potter obviously was like really mm-hmm. huge for me. His Dark Materials was huge for me. Like that is. Mm-hmm. I would say what Twilight was for you in terms of, like, these sort of fundamental building blocks of of romance, His Dark Materials was that for me. Like, Mm -hmm. because that is, like, an enemies to friends to to lovers type situation. Your favorite. And it's just, like, (laughs) the moment that I knew I was, like, just absolutely in love with both of those characters was when, spoiler for The Subtle Knife, the second book in, in His Dark Materials, when they meet each other and Lyra is Lyra and so she's very, very suspicious of Will and she asks the alethiometer, the truth the truth teller compass, if she can trust Will. And the mm-hmm. alethiometer tells her that Will has killed somebody. And Lyra takes that to mean that yes, she can trust him. And I was just like, I love you. I, I want to I be love you. Lyra. You are perfect. <laughs> you are the moment. His Dark Materials was one of those series where like I, I really love his dark materials, but the ending made me so sad I can't even because talk about it. I am I know, right? It's it's just it's just not like why? Why? And also I I mean it also his mark dark materials doesn't like not only has the enemies to lover, but it also has the like multiple gruff unwilling father figures That's who then true. become like adoptive parents. Man, yeah, I wonder like if, my, if my gruff if my gruff dad scrappy teen comes from Lyra and York Berenson, the polar bear. Right? That's exactly what I was thinking about. <laughs> my exact my thoughts exactly. Proto Last of Us. Uh, That's what <laughs> Joel Miller is just a big polar bear. <laughs> oh my Incredible. god. I do want to quiz you on your Twilight yes. knowledge briefly. I have four questions oh, for you. Oh my god! Okay, I'm, I'm ready. I'm taking this quiz from the Guardian. We'll we'll post the quiz. But yeah, there were just a couple of questions in here that I was like, I don't, I wouldn't have known the answers to these to most of these. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to Ooh, to okay. hear hear what you think. It has multiple choice. All right. So question one. Okay. In Twilight, Edward recalls how he first became a vampire. But why did Carlisle Cullen bite him? A because it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> B, to save him from dying of the Spanish influenza. C, so he could join the Cullen co- Coven. Or D, to save him from chicken pox. B, the Spanish influenza. That is correct. I love that one of the options was because it was funny. To, to be funny. <laughs> Teehee! <laughs> Psych! <laughs> Alright, number two. A detail I do not remember from the books at all, but Bella believes that Rosalie hates her. Why does Rosalie act strangely around Bella? A, because she fancies Edward. B, this is from The Guardian, so it's British. <laughs> B, because she's in love with Charlie, Bella's father. C, because she is jealous of her. D, because she believes Bella secretly fancies Emmett. C. 
Because she's jealous of her. Oh, interesting. She's jealous because Bella can have babies and Rosalie can't. And all Rosalie wants is to have a baby. And so she judges her for wanting to become a vampire when that would prevent her from having a baby. Dang. Wow. I I didn't recall that even a little bit. (laughs) All right. Yeah, me neither. I don't, I think that's what it is. But you're not sure. Yeah, whatever. I could be wrong. Yeah. All right. Let, let me know. Cut, like email us if I'm if I'm incorrect. About that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number three. In Twilight, what book does Bella read in order to make sense of her feelings for Edward? Pride and Prejudice, Frankenstein, Wuthering Heights, Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. Wuthering Heights. That is correct. All right. Final question. I did know the answer to this one, but we just have to mention it. Who does Jacob imprint on in Breaking Dawn? Bella, Renee, Edward, or Renesmee? Obviously, the answer is Renesmee. I do love that Edward was in there, though. I would read that book. (laughs) Did anyone write the Jacob imprinting on Edward? Someone must have. I must have it. Send us the link. (laughs) Yeah, please drop that link. What reaction to that when that happened? Disgusting. (laughs) Absolutely disgusting. (laughs) I don't care which way you slice it, where they're like, well, at first he'll be like a friend to her and watch her grow up. But then when she's of age, he'll like date her. But she becomes like an adult at age seven. Yeah. Yeah. Technically creepy as shit. Also, imagine holding an infant and being like, one day we're going to bone. Like, that's so weird. Horrifying. That's so not okay. Horrifying. It's so creepy. No wonder, no wonder Bella got so mad. I don't know yes. why she decided to be chill about it because I would be like, stay away from my child, go to the other side of the earth. Yeah. And like, we're done. We're no longer stop friends. Stop looking at my kid like that. That's so weird. Like, what? Horrifying. Also, Renesmee is a name. I mean, oh, a whole other, yeah. whole other journey to unpack over, over there. But yeah, the, what was your, what were your, what were your thoughts on that one? I mean, I was just, I was just like truly, truly baffled. Like, I, I don't think I even had like the wherewithal to be disgusted because I was just like, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think like, that was maybe the emotion of, was just, huh? <laughs> of literally anyone else. Anyone else. Anyone. There are, how many vampires were there that they knew yeah. that like hung around that that Jacob could have imprinted on and that could have had the same kind of general effect of him, like, ending up with someone vampire, uh, like, adjacent. Absolutely. Like, come on. Like, fucking bonkers. What? Yeah. He, you know what? I honestly, I wish he'd imprinted on Charlie. I think that would have been. Yes. <laughs> Hi, Bella. What I'm your stepdad been, okay, now. Yeah. Now <laughs> I'm trying to think what would have been the most ridiculous person for Jacob to imprint on. I'm thinking one of the Volturi. Oh my God, that would have been amazing. <laughs> Maybe Jane or Alec. Yeah. Or both of them. Uh, the characters I totally remember, but that would have been really interesting. I, I would have been into that. <laughs> Enemies to lovers. Like, yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Imprinted on a 15,000 year old or however you <laughs> old vampire. Perfect. It's like falling apart. <laughs> Impeccable. I would love nothing more. And honestly, that would be way less creepy yes. than the other avenue. So yeah. much less creepy. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Yep, 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 yep. You know what has me in my feels this episode and Twilight? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> honestly, yes. The thing that has me in my feels is just, like, teenage fandom joy. I love it. Yes, it cannot be replaced. Exactly. It powers the world. Oh, you my know? gosh. And with that, 
I'm Lauren Shippen, and you can find me at thelaurenshippen.tumblr.com. I'm Cher McAnally, and you can find me at overshares.tumblr.com. This has been Dashboard Diaries, and may your anons always be loving, your dash always refreshed, your gifts always be loading, and your ships always canon. May the fix you're reading always be finished, and the answers you seek always in the reblogs. Thanks for scrolling with us. 